Welcome to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs from Steadfast Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we show high-level executives and business owners why comprehensive financial planning and executive bonus structures don't have to be too good to be true. Keith draws on his experience in realistic financial planning, and expert guests share his two cents about academically-based financial planning that you have to hear to believe. Now, on to the show. The coronavirus, bear market, and recession struck the retirement dreams of millions of Americans like uncharted rocks and turbulent seas. With no warning, strategies built on a decade of growth became outdated, leaving many current and future retirees wondering, am I going to be okay? Well, this week, Keith is going to talk about retiring in these uncertain times. And Keith, with all this volatility that we just mentioned, what are some things people should be doing? Yes, uh, thank you for that intro, Patrice. We're sitting down talking to a lot of families right now, and we're seeing a lot of people are not confident in their current retirement plan to deliver their dreams and goals or what they've been planning on for a long time, right? The pandemic has, has put a lot of uncertainty in the people's lives, specifically their financial life. And especially with all the money that we've been printing lately, people are just really concerned about their money and their retirement. So I got a couple of do's and don'ts that I want to talk to with some people. But these are some questions maybe before we jump into that, I'll tell you that we're hearing from people. And it's, how does the crisis impact my cash flow? Mm -hmm. What will I do if there's another recession, right? And I would change that to what will I do when there is another recession? Because the economy is not recession-proof, right? Markets go up and down. So there's going to be another one. The question is when and by how much will it, will it dip? And then finally, how do I prepare myself for these years of uncertainty? So let's kind of go through a couple of do's of what you should do. First off is you want to focus on what's in your control, right? So markets are unpredictable in the short term, right? We believe, and I think most people believe markets work in the long term, right? But if you want markets to work, they need one thing and they really need one thing only, and that is time. If you're retiring today, you don't have time on your side. So you've got to be able to control certain things and make sure that your short-term income needs are met and are not susceptible to freakish market losses like we had in March. Well, what can you control though? Well, you can control the risk tolerance of your portfolio or the volatility in your portfolio. You can do that with fixed income. You can do that with index annuities. You can do that with life insurance policies, certain life insurance policies. So there's things that you could use to, to control the volatility in your portfolio so that you don't panic you know, when we have these recessions where these type of things t- take place. Let me give you an example. Met with a lady last year around December and January who was planning to retire in April. And at that time, she had been in a growth state for the last 15, 20, 25 years in her portfolio. And she was very heavy in the equities. And we decided at that time, with no future prediction that what was going to happen, right, a few months later, <laughs> that we needed to get some of that money off the table. And by off the table, I meant susceptible to loss, so that we knew that her income needs would be met for the next 10 to 12 years, and that we could allow her money in the market to fluctuate, right, because it's going to fluctuate with volatility, but ultimately grow and be there again when we needed in the future. She retired in April, and if she wouldn't have done that, when she retired, her account would have been down about 30%, right? We had a huge market loss. We had a huge market loss in March and April. I think we have such short-term memories. Most people have already forgot about how far the market dipped and how quickly it happened. But if you were planning on retiring in the month before your retirement, your account dropped by 30%, how confident would you be in your retirement plan? Not very at all. And I think you have to mention, you've said this in the past, that 
when you lose money, making that money back is not as easy. Right. So if you lose 30%, you got to make 43% to get back to level. Yeah, that's big double digits there. <laughs> right. If you have a million dollar account, let's talk about that. If you have a million dollar account, if you lose 30%, that's $300,000. If you lost $300,000 in one month before you were going to retire, I would say you were not going to be very confident in your retirement plan. So she was very happy with what we had done for her. We didn't do it knowing what was going to happen. I'm not saying we took credit and could predict what the markets were going to do, but we did know that markets in the short term are random and unpredictable, and we needed to protect our fixed income or protect our income needs for the next 10 to 12 years. So if you don't have a written plan, if you don't have a certain percentage of your assets protected against market loss, then I would say I wouldn't be very confident in my plan right now. And the second thing to think about there is if you're not comfortable losing a certain amount of money, but your portfolio is set up that way, then you're not going to be mentally prepared for when it happens because it's going to happen. That's and point. then you're going to compound your problems. So I was talking to a gentleman in our office today. And when you talk about market losses, people oftentimes use percentages, but you really need to think of market losses in the terms of dollar values, right? A lot of people will say, I can withstand a 15 or 20% market loss when you say it that way. But if you, sell, if you tell someone with half a million dollars that you could lose one hundred fifty dollars to $200,000. That sounds a whole bunch different. Right. So you start talking in those forms and those, those kind of numbers, it means it takes on a whole different meaning. So you really, when you're thinking about market losses, whether you're doing it with your advisor, whether you're doing it alone, you need to put dollar values to it. Don't just use percentages. That'll really kind of let you sink in what you're looking at and let you figure out if you can withstand those type of that type of volatility. And you made a very good point. Mentally, you've got to be able to withstand it as well. That's actually the biggest part about it, right? We all know in markets, right? What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to buy low and sell high. That's actually the opposite of what most people do, primarily because emotion gets involved. Yeah. Right? When something's doing well, the last thing we want to do is get out of it. Right. <laughs> right. We want to run to that, right? We want to run towards pleasure. The last thing we want to do is run towards pain, right? If something's dropping, we don't want to run towards it. And there's an independent company out there, a nonprofit called Dalbar, and they do research on, on investors and their mentality and investment returns. And investors actually only end up getting about 40 to 50% of what the market produces because we get out in at the wrong times. Interesting. So the market drops, we panic, we get out, Right. Then when it has a bounce back, we've missed the bounce back, but we see it going up and then we get back in. Well, we've probably missed the big bounce by then, right? So right. then we're getting in at a high point and we, as it keeps going up, we get a little more aggressive, a little more aggressive, and then boom, it drops again. We panic, <laughs> we get out. Same thing. It's yeah, kind of it, it is. It is. And it costs a lot of people their retirement dreams. And that can mean different things. That can mean second home. That could be the ability to travel. Right. I mean, there's, you know, retirement dreams are different things to different people, but you've got to have your money working for you and you have to have a plan built for you in terms of volatility. You've got to be able to control your volatility. Okay. What's another do? Yeah. So I kind of mentioned this earlier. We want to protect our retirement cash flow, right? If we know we need X amount of dollars a year for the next five to 10 years, we need to make sure that that money cannot be lost due to short-term market movements. And I mentioned this, we could use index annuities for that. We can use fixed income. We could use bonds. 
CDs some people like, although you can't get much return on those type of things. But we have to protect our short-term income so that the short-term market movements do not affect our retirement and we can let our long-term plan work. Some things you want to think about. Do I have enough of cash to avoid drawing down my portfolio if it lost value? What does that mean? Well, I don't want to be taking withdrawals out of my IRA if it's down 20% because I'll be locking in 20% losses on that. Mm -hmm. Have I optimized my social security? Right? Am I getting the maximum amount of social security in my situation based on my life expectancy or what is my perceived life expectancy? And the best way to find that out is to go to your financial advisor, isn't it? It is. So a lot of financial advisors, I know we do do some social security optimization reports. How do we optimize your social security based on what the doctors, what the government says is your life expectancy, um, but also on what do you think your life expectancy is, <laughs> right? You know, if your family has a history of certain illnesses, then you might want to, to look at that differently. But we want to make sure we're optimizing our social security. And also part of that is reducing our taxes, mm -hmm. right? So if we can keep more of our own money, I don't have to withdraw so much. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So taxes, social security optimization, having money in a safe place. So I don't have to withdraw on a down market. All of those things will have an impact on your cash flow and will have an impact on your almost success of your retirement. Again, volatility is just going to keep on increasing. Think about this way. Information travels extremely fast, right? Faster now than it ever has. Mm -hmm. People can now on Robinhood, get on their phone and buy and sell stocks at the click of a button. That is just going to increase volatility. When do we make our most rash or irrational decisions? Is it in the very short term or in the very long term? I was going to say it's going to be in the short term because it's emotional. Right. Right. That's when, our mo that's when we're our most irrational. And now we can be active in the market and be buying and trading at our most irrational times. Oh. We've really taken out the time to sit around and think about things before we do it with the markets. And that's both good and bad, right? When you're ready to make a decision, you want to be able to make it. But we also want to make sure that we're making the right decision. So I don't see volatility ever going back in the box. I think it's just going to increase greater and greater as the flow of information gets faster and faster. So we've got to make sure that we can use volatility as a positive and not a negative in our portfolio. And how can you make sure that information that, as you say, is getting faster and faster is actually accurate? That's a really good question. I don't know if you know this, but not everything you read on the internet is true. Dad, burn it. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you've got to be very weary about taking information like that. I mean, Elon Musk can move the price of a stock with one tweet. Yeah. And so you can't be caught up in the whims of these quick things or, you know, cryptocurrency is a great example of that. There's a lot of people that are heavily involved in cryptocurrency that I don't think truly understand what cryptocurrency is. I don't think very many people truly understand how cryptocurrency works, but it's a hot topic. It's kind of cool, fresh, you might say. And so I think a lot of people may be overextended in certain things of that nature, probably more than they would be if they truly understood the volatility in it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got another do for us? You know, finally, I would say make sure you have a written financial plan. I don't think enough people have a financial plan written out. I think most people's financial plan is in their head. And I don't think that's a safe place for right. them. <laughs> that's not very safe. It may not stay there very long, but then you may not remember it properly. You may not remember it properly. You know, it's much easier to change. Now, I don't want you to go carve it in a stone, right? This, aren't, this isn't <laughs> the Ten Commandments, right? But 
you need to have it written down and you need to have something to go back to or go to. If you have a thought idea or, or something that you want to change, you need to have something you can go apply it to. And if you have a written financial plan that's supposed to get you from now until you know, 90, 95, 100, whatever your, your time frame is and what you're, you're designing it for, that always gives you something to go work off of. Um, and you can see how it affects other parts of your plan, right? One decision might sound great in a vacuum, but when you apply it to your financial plan, it might not be that great a decision. So just make sure that you have a written financial plan, something that you can go back to and look at. If your advisor has never given you a written financial plan and you'd like to get one, we could definitely help you with something like that. Just make sure that you're writing these things down, that you have a plan that you can go back to and that you can work off of if new ideas or new concepts or maybe new products come along. And have someone to hold you accountable too, I should think. Yeah, and definitely so. I mean, typically we like to call ourselves financial coaches, right? More than advisor. Our job is to coach people through uncertain times, right? And let them know, hey, look, look at our plan. We knew that this was possible, right? You know, when we built this plan, we knew that we could lose $25,000, $50,000 a year, whatever that number is, you know, based on your risk tolerance. And we were okay with that because we protected this money over here and the long-term goal is over here and we can lay it out and we can look at it and we can say, look, we don't like when the markets go down, right? No one likes when the market goes down. But if you can go back and look at your plan and understand that that's part of the volatility or fluctuation that you had already accounted for, it makes it a little easier to stomach and a little easier to keep moving forward. All right. So these are all some do's. Are there any others or should we jump to the don'ts right now? No, let's jump to the don'ts. So I think the biggest don't is don't give in to fear, mm. right? Don't give in to fear, right? You know, we just came out of pandemic that I don't think anyone thought was ever going to end. And hopefully most people are seeing the light at the end of the other end of the tunnel. Right. There were a lot of people that gave in to fear in March and April though, and moved their money after it dropped. And then we just had one of the biggest bounce backs in history. There you go. And you can't go back and reinvest no. that money, right? You've lost out on the big bump, as you said. Yeah, you've lost on the big bump. Now, there are other people that had money on the sidelines that we'll visit with, and then they said, ah, oh, I should have had it in the market, right? Well, you know, the hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. But And honestly, they shouldn't have because they weren't comfortable with the ability to lose money. And if you're not comfortable with the ability to lose that amount of money, then you shouldn't have it susceptible to those type of losses, no matter how much upside is there. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to end up doing what we talked about, and you're going to get out as soon as it drops. And then you're going to have lost a bunch of money and you're never going to have the opportunity to make it back because you're not going to keep it in the market long enough. So don't give in to fear. Don't make fear-based decisions, right? We don't want to be making these decisions off of emotions. So think about if you're doing that, are you checking your account balances all the time? Right? So there's nothing wrong with checking your account balances. But if you're waking up every day and checking your account balances, then you may not have the right portfolio built for you. That's a very good point. How often should you be checking? Um, you know, if you wanted to look at it on a weekly or monthly basis, I have no problem with that. Some people don't even look at them that often. But if you're looking at it, and it also depends on what is the reasoning behind what you're looking at it for, mm -hmm. right? Are you going into always in a, in a state of nervousness or anxiousness to make sure that it's still there, right? If that's the mindset as you go and type in your password, <laughs> then you probably don't have a portfolio that, that you're comfortable with or that's built and, and suitable for you. Or a state of disgust. Oh my gosh, yes. down again. Yes. So I don't think there's a, an exact science on how often you should look at it. But I mean, obviously, I think daily is a little excessive. And then it's your mindset when you're going in and doing it. Mm -hmm. And even on the other side, 
if you're checking it to see how much it's gone up, greed is not a good emotion in investing either. Greed causes other just as bad as decisions as fear does. If we get greedy and we want more and more and more, that also can cause issues. So if you're looking to just see how much more and more and more you have, I'm not sure you built the right portfolio mm-hmm. um, where you have the right mindset. Maybe you don't have a true purpose for your money if you're doing that. And it's just all about seeing the number go up and we haven't really defined what we're doing all this for. And maybe we need to go back and really define what is this money for? What are we trying to accomplish with it? And if we change that mindset, I think you'd have a much happier, uh, stress-free retirement. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about another don't? Put off critical decisions. Such as? Planning for retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, I I have a lot of people that have kind of started initial conversations with us and then they'll tell me, well, I'm not going to retire for two more years. And so I don't need to do this now. Well, Uh I think time is the best thing for any plan. The more time you have for your plan, the better your plan will be. Let's think about saving for college for your kids right? Mm -hmm. When should we start saving for college when our kids, when they're 16, 17, or when they're six months, seven months? Yep. Six months, seven months. You've got that. Right. Because why? That gives us more time, right? And time is our best friend in doing planning. So don't put off critical decisions. The other thing people, a lot of critical decision is long-term care style benefits. I'm healthy today. I won't need that in the future. Well, 60 to 70% of people will need some form of long-term care in the future. So your family would be one of the few that neither one of you needed it if that happened. So don't put off decisions like that. Especially because those costs can be astronomical. They can be. And then you won't be eligible for probably a lot of the benefits that you want when you need it. True. Right. You can't buy life insurance if you're about to die. Good point. You can't buy long-term care if you need long-term care at that point. There's, there's no way they're going to do those type of things. You've got to prepare for these things. You need to start preparing now. If you wanted to retire in 2009, but you didn't start planning and then you lost 38% of your money in 2008. Well, there's nothing to plan for now. You're going back to work. Yeah. So you've got to be prepared. You've got to plan. Don't leave the short-term market movements or your retirement acceptable to those. Build a plan that works for you now and that you're comfortable with and start enjoying the mindset of having a plan. I don't think enough people realize what a stress relief it is and how much more enjoyment can be had in their working years or in their retirement years when they have a plan. I really don't think we focus enough on how much of a stress relief that is. And and I really want to impart that on people. Knowing that you're going to be okay will have huge impacts on your financial future, but also your health. You know, financial stress is one of the leading causes of, of health issues in seniors. And it's because they don't have a plan. They don't know what the future holds. And so every day they're concerned about what might happen. Right. So here's some questions, Patrice, I want to give to people to kind of, figure out if this is something that they're ready for. Okay. Am I confident that my retirement strategies can carry me through challenging conditions? So am I confident that what I have right now works if we have another pandemic, if we have another 2008, if we have another three-year market loss like we did in 2001, 2002, 102? Do I understand how much volatility or risk is in my portfolio and how that would affect my retirement? And have I reviewed my strategies in the last 12 months? Oh, good point on that. So there's a ostriches like bury their head in the sand, right? Yes. And I think a lot of times people take that approach with their finances and they're like, if I don't look at it, then I'm not going to be held accountable for what happened because I can just kind of say, well, I didn't know, right? And it's more comfortable not knowing than it is knowing and having to make changes. But for most people, 
again, he can't speak with certainty, but I would say 90% of the people that come through our office, getting all their documents together and sitting down for that first meeting is, is a very scary thing for them. Yes. But in actual reality, they're all almost better off than they thought they were. And once they start looking at it and putting pen to paper and building out a plan, they realize, oh man, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We can have everything we want. We're almost everything we want. We might have to make a few tweaks, but it's much easier to make a change if you understand what you're getting at the end, right? Just to save 500 or $1,000 a month without any plan for it or how it's going to impact your future is very hard. So make a plan, review your plan, right? Life's going to change, right? There's going to be deaths. There's going to be illnesses. There's going to be market losses. You want to review your plan, but have a plan and be confident in it and go enjoy yourself. Exactly. There will be happiness too, as well, as long as those losses, as well as those losses. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If no one out there has reviewed their plan for a while or is looking for someone to review their plan with, or if they don't have a plan and they would like someone to write a financial plan for them, we, we would love that opportunity to sit with them, walk through what they're trying to accomplish, learn more about their goals, their feelings towards investments, their appetite for risk, those type of things, and build something that, that they're comfortable with and that allows them the freedom to go live their retirement without the day-to-day worry or stress of, am I going to be okay? And how can listeners reach you, Keith? Yeah, they can go to our website, which is steadfastws.com. They can email me personally at Keith, K-E-I-T-H, at steadfastws.com, or they can call us at 832-506-9034. And that is Keith Beggs of Steadfast Wealth Strategies and the host of this podcast, My Two Cents. Subscribe, share, and please comment right on this page. I'm Patrice Sikora. And let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All securities discussed are offered and provided through Steadfast Financial Planning, LLC. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and or qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This podcast is not intended to provide specific investment, financial planning, tax, or legal advice. It is intended for educational purposes only. Please consult your tax advisor, financial advisor, or legal professional for specific advice on your specific situation.